Hello and welcome to Transmissions from Tatooine episode 44, the show that covers all the Star Wars films, TV shows, books, comics and more in no apparent order. I am your host Dolly here with our other fantastic host Jan. Hey everyone. And today we're going to be talking about The Bad Batch episode 4, Cornered. This is Transmissions from Tatooine, coming to your data pairs from, well, not Tatooine actually, uh. So yeah, as we said in the top, today we're going to be talking about episode 4 of The Bad Patch, which is called Cornered, and just overall, what did you think of the episode, Jan? Yeah, I really like this episode, and it has a twist at the end as well, and it's just... Yeah, it's overall good, lots of action. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it um I think I enjoyed the pilot episode more, but after the pilot, I think this is hands down my favorite episode that we've had of Yeah, uh, Bad Batch. So, second place, although we are really behind, so that's like another three episodes I think it is now that we've still got to watch um no two episodes but yeah anyway <laughs> um and yeah so uh before we dive into it are there any kind of points that you want to bring up about the episode before we start uh no <laughs> All right, uh, so to this episode starts off um, kind of as all the Bad Batch episodes do with a shot of um, the Bad Batch's um, like ship and they are looking for a place to hide but they need fuel and they need to um like scramble their transponder i think is what they had to do um basically there was a way for the imperials to detect them that they needed to stop um yeah uh and so do you have anything sort of on this opening bit like um so obviously omega wants to uh how do you, she wants to sort of go and explore the galaxy because she's been stuck on Camino her whole life. Um, and what do you just kind of think about the whole Bad Batch, kind of their situation that they're in at the moment? Yeah, about the situation, they're, well, they're running out of resources and they're trackable, so mm. they need to change the, yeah it's pretty obvious they need to change yeah of, yeah and they need more supplies so yeah and i think one of the things that you really sort of see at the beginning of this episode is i guess how bad the bad batch are at um civilian life because um in this opening scene you've got i think it's tech says something about how without the um, Republic they need to get supplies and stuff for themselves and fuel for themselves and I think uh, and then uh, 
in I think it's the next scene on, uh, you've got that um kind of celestial. I think it's the celestian is how you pronounce it. Same species as Nin Num in Return of the Jedi. I'm pretty sure you say it celestian. They're definitely from Sullust. I know that. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, he is, uh, like, they don't want him to log in their ship because, you know, they're wanted and they just don't seem to be able to grasp that he will do it if they, you know, pay him off. Um, And, yeah, sort of things like that just sort of throughout the episode show how kind of out of their element they are, I guess. Um, yeah, there's also one thing I want to say. Wrecker uh, uh, is, like, really aggressive. I don't know if it's just me or... I find his aggressiveness just, you know, increase. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's relevant or it's, it's just something I wanted to know. Yeah, I think it is, and I'm not going to say why, because it may enter spoiler territory for future episodes, but um, oh. <laughs> I feel like then you might be onto something there, actually, um, because there's a thing that happens in an episode, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you, but... Um, yeah. Yes, I think that's an interesting point, and I think when we get up to episode six, I think we should come back to that point, because, um, yes, there's a thing that happens in a place, and... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, and then, so, uh, after... After that, um, so Tech and Rekka are going to stay with the ship and they are going to um, scramble their transponder, which basically means they pull apart the ship to take out one part, um, which I don't know what the point of doing that is other than to create a time lock for later in the episode. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, so they basically pull apart the ship to um, remove this one part. Um, And meanwhile, um, Hunter and Echo and Omega go into the town on Pantora and they are going to try and sell an explosive for uh, credits because they need credits to well I guess to buy fuel um and you know obviously they just need them in general really for buying stuff and whatever yeah food that sort of thing um and one of the bits that uh I kind of found quite funny was um Echo dressing up as a droid because obviously he's got like the R2-D2 computer plug-in screwdriver thing on his arm, um, which I'm sure is the actual term they use in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and so he would 
kind of stand out if he just went in as a regular human. So he's disguised himself as a droid. Uh, and it's sort of used as comic relief, but becomes also sort of important to the plot later on. And um, just uh, so I'm kind of jumping forward a bit. So they've gone to this like uh, shop. Uh, I guess it's like a Star Wars version of a pawn shop that they're going to try and sell this bomb uh, to the shopkeeper and he doesn't want to buy the bomb because he's not a black market dealer, uh, which I'm not entirely convinced by. Um, but he, um, yeah, he wants, it, he says if they want to sell something, they can sell their droid. And there's this really funny bit where um, Echo, disguised as a droid, sort of, like, gets really confused at that, like, oh, what droid? Uh, I can't remember his exact line now, but, uh, yeah, he has this funny bit where that happens. Um, yeah, do you want to kind of go on from here, or...? You know where Omega sees, like, the space dogs? Oh, that was... yeah, okay. So... They, she sees the space dogs and she follows them and she gets lost and then there's this stranger who comes to her and asks her if she's lost and yeah then she's she says yeah and they she helps Omega out and uh-huh. And, and uh, did you recognize this stranger by any chance? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is this stranger is actually a younger version of Fennec Shand, who, of course, we see in The Mandalorian. Um, and she's voiced by Ming Na Wen, who's the actress who plays her in The Mandalorian. So that was nice sort of having that continuity because that was one of the things that sort of annoyed me with Ahsoka going from Clone Wars and Rebels to The Mandalorian because um, like Ashley Eckstein's voice is sort of the voice of Ahsoka and initially I sort of had trouble kind of I guess going from Ashley Eckstein's voice to Rosario Dawson's and I do I, I wish that Ashley Eckstein had, like, done the dubbing over Rosario Dawson's voice for Ahsoka, but, you know, it was still really cool, and uh, I, you know, don't want to moan, but, uh, yes. Uh, anyway, uh, and uh, so it's kind of, I think it's really nice when they sort of, like, tie things across and have, like, things where you can point and go, oh, I know who, who that is, that's from blah, 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 blah. Um, in this case, uh, you know, Fennec Shand coming in from The Mandalorian. Uh, and it's just sort of, I think it makes the universe feel more connected rather than just uh, this group of cool stories that all yeah. supposedly, you know, all have spaceships and lightsabers and blasters and droids. Um and yeah, uh, and then 
So Fennec Shand kind of captures, well, she sort of pretends to help Omega, doesn't she? And um, then uh, Hunter is looking for Omega and uh, he catches up with them and he sort of immediately knows that uh, Omega's in danger, um, which I, I think kind of shows that he's sort of not good at civilian life, but he is very good at what he's trained to do. He's very good at, uh, you know, um, sort of fighting and soldiering yeah. um, and hunting, um, hence the name. Uh, but yeah, so he, uh, he and Fennec Shand get into what I thought was a really cool fight and sort of the way they built up the tension um, was sort of very well done, I think, where they sort of slowly draw their weapons and you kind of Omega isn't sure what's going on. You sort of feel her confusion, don't you? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so they get into this really good fight and I think it shows sort of how powerful Fennec Shand is because she successfully takes out Hunter and then later on she successfully takes out Wrecker, um, who is probably the strong... Well, he's definitely the strongest. He's probably the best fighter on the team as well. Um, maybe Crosshair when he was, you know, part of the Bad Batch, but he's gone now. Um, yeah. But uh, I felt like Crosshair was more ruthless. Yeah, Ricky, but he but... was like very good at shooting. Um, yeah, he was good at shooting. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I wouldn't want to go up into a fight against any of them, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, who do you think would win if Benek Shand versus Crosshair happens? Oh, I don't know that. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think I put my money on Crosshair, but um, to be honest, I really don't know. I think it would be a very sort of closely matched fight. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my answer. I'm going to sit on the fence. Yeah, I think I think they're equally skilled, maybe, but just because Crosshair would do what it takes. He yeah. Might be, yeah. Yeah, I, I really hope we see that now. Um, you know, like, yeah, I just... I think that would be very cool and I feel like they kind of yeah. very evenly match because like they're both sharp, sharp shooter kind of non-force powered but still very powerful fighters um yes I think that could be a very interesting fight um 
do going off topic, do you think Crosshair is going to go back to sort of the good side, or is he like bad but bad uh, for good? Um. I think he might. Maybe he would become good again. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, kind of um, yeah. I I think they might bring him back. Um, because do you remember in the um last episode how Tech was um like playing with he was trying to build uh inhibitor chip detector scanner thing i'm wondering if sort of in the finale of the series we see um the bad batch go in and rescue crosshair from the empire and like remove his inhibitor chip um, yeah that might happen <laughs> yeah i think and I don't know how much to say, but, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility that um, the Bad Batch are going to have to sort of work out how to remove their inhibitor chips um, and, you know, crosshairs as well, obviously. And I'm going to leave it at that before I spoil everything. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, where were we? Uh, so, uh, after I'm not sure if it was before or after the fight between Hunter and Fennec Shand, uh, but you have Echo and um, Echo, who's dressed as the droid, is uh, taken into like the back of the um, shop and he meets these other droids, and this is another sort of very funny scene, isn't it? Um, and yeah. you've got a, uh, like a great protocol droid um, who is sort of just as fussy as C-3PO, isn't she? Um, and yeah, the, yeah, there's something about like fussy protocol droids that's just sort of, annoying but hilarious at the same time isn't there yeah maybe they were programmed that way <laughs> do you think they were programmed to be fussy and annoying maybe <laughs> i gotta be honest it's not the way i would program a robot to be if i was programming a robot um yeah you know uh i always thought that C-3PO might kind of be um, like an sort of funny and overly fussy and panicky and stuff because he was built by a nine-year-old kid um, and maybe Anakin got something wrong with the programming or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's sort of my headcanon for it, but I think that theory is sort of ruined now a bit, isn't it? Um you know, what can you do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it's kind of this uh, funny scene and you've got this great little sort of, he's an astromech droid, but he's not like an, a, an R2 unit style one. He's got, 
it's sort of like a cross between an astromech and a gonk droid, isn't he? He's got like these little shuffly legs, um, and he still yeah. w- waddles around, and it, it's like this great, great little walk. <laughs> um, and anyway, getting back to the main action, uh, so Omega is she now she, now that she's uh Fennec Shan's been in the shootout with Hunter, she's realized that Fennec is bad and so she uh escapes into the tunnels and uh then uh Rekka comes kinda to Omega's rescue and um he gets her out of the tunnels but Fennec Shand tracks them down and there's uh, kind of this another very interesting fight it's a little bit like have a, a it, well, no it's not really like Twin Sons but have you seen um, that episode of Rebels Twin Sons where there's the Darth Vader and uh, sorry Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi fight um, on Tatooine in Rebels uh, and it's just I like over in about three moves yeah I haven't seen the episode but I've seen the video clip right yeah and it's, yeah. Uh, it it reminded me a little bit of that and just sort of how quickly it was over um, obviously you know there were no lightsabers and no Darth Maul and no Obi-Wan Kenobi but just sort of how quickly it was over uh, kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Um, and, yeah, I feel like this sort of shows just how sort of skilled and precise um, Fennec Shand is because, um, like, if you're... Yeah. Wreckers sort of just kind of charges in and punches stuff and blows stuff up, uh, but Fennec Shan is sort of the opposite of that. She's sort of like, I can't, she's sort of like very precise and um, like clever in the way she fights rather than just going in and punching stuff. Yeah. And uh, she like takes out Wrecker in like one move and then goes after Omega and it's, yeah, the all of the fights in this episode, I think, were really well done. Uh, yeah. All very different, but all very well done. Um, yeah. And then after that, um, so she's chasing after Omega, and uh, then Omega's, like, climbing up this ladder, and she ends up on the top of this tower, and... Um, she ends up falling off and uh like hanging off like the edge of the tower and we get into this really cool kind of speeder chase um between hunter and fennec shand over who's going to get omega first and i think one of the best things about this chase was sort of the sound work um I'm not sure who who did it. Maybe uh, it might have been Matthew Wood. I'm not sure. Um, but whoever the sound designer was did a very good job. Um, 
and they even I think managed to get you know some of the sounds from the Return of the Jedi speeders. Um, yeah. Yeah, they managed to get uh, some of those in there for Hunter's speeder, and um, then you had Fennec Shand and Omega were um, they well they started off on this sort of big. I guess the Star Wars version of a like a truck or a lorry, um, and then uh, Fennec Shand eventually gets, you know, like that taxi ship from Phantom Menace that um, when Padme arrives on Coruscant and um, yeah, like I think off the floating I think. platform and they get into that um, like little shuttle that like open air shuttle that takes them away. I think. I yeah, uh, so Fennec Shan gets into something that reminds me a bit of that. I'm not sure if it was exactly the same thing, but it had sort of a very similar design, kind of open air with sort of like a very, very tall with sort of thinning out as you go down. Um, uh, yes, uh, so she, she ends up riding in one of those. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of a really well choreographed, exciting chase. Um, and you can sort of feel both Omega and Hunter's sort of panic and anxiety in this fight. Um, and I think the whole thing was just very well done, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that only reason that you know, Benek Shan lost was because she was trying to help Omega, but you know, Omega was on uh, Hunter's side. But yeah, well, I'm not I'm sure, not sure help is the right word for what um, Benek was yeah. trying to do there. Um, like, she was trying to rescue Omega. But she yeah. just wanted to turn her over to the Empire for a bounty. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know. She, yeah. She, um, yeah, any, anyway, but, uh, yeah, I feel, I do agree, though, that's kind of the only reason that she lost is because she was preoccupied trying to, like, get Omega out of their alive so that she could collect um and yeah it was it was very cool is my um <laughs> my very technical verdict on on that scene very cool <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and yeah and that's kind of the end of the episode really uh so well, well kind of wrapping it up anyway and so all the bad batch get back to their ship and escape and you've got the celestian from the beginning of the episode he sort of runs out waving his arms as the ship flies off saying wait come back she hasn't paid me yet something along those lines um and then you have sort of the last, um, like, scene of the episode is so Fennec Shand comes up 
to the Celestian and it's very like, you know, she's angry, she's going to shoot him for letting them escape. And then she tosses him like a single credit uh, and says, like, you know where to find me if they come back. And um, yeah, um, do you think that the Bad Batch are going to return to Pantora? Do you think we're going to see them, see the Celestian again? I don't think we will because, you know, they didn't really, they got what they needed. Mm. They didn't lose something there that they should return for, so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It could go either way, but I feel like probably we're not going to be returning to Pantora again. Uh, yeah. Pandora? Yeah, Pandora. I keep getting Pandora and Pandora from Avatar confused. Um, yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to say one and then going, no, that's the wrong one. And they've both got blue aliens on them. Too confusing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they said Pandora, I was expecting, like, something more, you know, nature-y, not so <laughs> building and everything. <laughs> Not so uh, urban, you know? I, I think that's largely because, uh, you know, Pandora in Avatar is full of jungle and magic floating rocks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so just sort of to wrap up, what did overall you think of the episode? Good? Bad? Well, I, I think we already know that it wasn't bad. but uh, Yeah, it was good. It was a really good episode. Yeah, I think, we well, we kind of said it at the beginning already, but it was a very, very good episode. Um, any kind of closing remarks? I don't want to say last words because <laughs> that sounds <laughs> yeah, a bit sinister. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have any closing remarks. <laughs> Any last words before I make you walk the plank? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, well, yeah, I think we'll wrap up then. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure to follow and subscribe and maybe leave a comment that we've got no idea to, how to read because they somehow magically help the show. Um, and if you've got a friend who you think would enjoy the podcast or a family member or, I don't know, anyone really uh, who might enjoy it, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you told them to maybe try it out. Um, uh, anything I missed? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Until next time, we have spoken. <laughs>